0: Praise the Lord. It's always a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. The Lord loves when his people come together and worship him. He loves the worshiping, praying congregation of the Lord. We must always remember that we're first here for him and then only secondly for ourselves. So we offer our lives and our worship and our evening sacrifice to him tonight. Tonight, let's turn to Hosea chapter 12, 12 to 13. Jacob and Rachel and the love of God. Hosea 12, 12 to 13. The Bible says, Jacob fled to the country of Syria. Israel, another name for Jacob, served for a spouse, for a wife. And for a wife, he tended sheep. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet, he was preserved. Well, let's move right into it tonight. Point number one, Jacob fled into Syria. Again, Hosea twelve twelve. Jacob fled to the country of Syria. Why did Jacob flee? I trust you will permit the interpretation tonight. The Esau spirit was after him. Esau wanted to bring him down. Esau wanted to kill him and take his life. Jacob was a man of God. He was a man who had a destiny. He had a purpose in God. He had a fire in him for God. He was a man of the Spirit. Esau was a man of the flesh. Esau was antagonistic to God. He had no real devotion and heart for God. And he wanted to bring Jacob down. He wanted to take his life. And that flesh spirit wants to take us too. There is a spirit of the flesh. There is an Esau spirit that is after the men and women of God. Every young person, every adult. Listen to Hebrews chapter 12 and 16. It said, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright, for one morsel of food, one meal, he sold his birthright, the inheritance and the walk he could have had with God. One careless moment. Sometimes one moment can change the course of our entire life. And so we must guard our moments. Esau, for one morsel of food, sold his birthright. Then it says, for you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance. He wasn't serious enough in the heart. He had tears in his eyes, but no repentance in his heart. Afterward, he was rejected. He found no place of repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. For one morsel of food, one wrong decision, one satisfaction of the flesh, it changed the course of his life forever. Genesis 27, so Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, flee to thy brother Laban in Haran. Jacob fled to Syria. We can't linger when the flesh is after us. We have to flee. The Bible says, flee fornication. The Bible says, flee youthful lusts. The Bible says, flee sin. Flee the flesh life. You know, sometimes we can't stay and fight. We simply can't stay and fight. We have to flee. We can't get into a talk, we can't get into an argument. We can't somehow rationalize and justify what we're going through. Sometimes we just have to flee. And sometimes we're pursued and sometimes we're hotly pursued. Some illicit thing, some agitation that takes hold of us. Some emotion, some feeling, some attitude that begins to, we know, we can sense it. This flesh life is coming up on me, and if I'm not careful, it's going to bring me down. There's going to be some ruin. If I keep going in the way I'm going, we have to flee. Joseph fled from Potiphar's wife. He ran out of the house. And so we must guard our hearts and guard our lives. Let the Holy Spirit speak to us tonight. Maybe there's some things we have to flee tonight and say, I'm going to break that flesh life. I'm going to break that Esau spirit. That thing wants to bring me down. That thing wants to hinder me from the life of God that God wants me to live from the great victory in Christ. Number one, you know, Jacob fled to Syria. Let's not be afraid to flee. Let's not linger. Let's run for God. Number two, Jacob served for a wife. Hosea twelve twelve. Jacob fled to the country of Syria. Israel served for a spouse, and for a wife he tended sheep. He served for a wife. If you want to get married, and if you want to stay happily married, you have to develop the most essential quality is a serving spirit a servant spirit and it goes both ways by love serve one another there was an old saying love gives lust takes love gives lust takes there are givers and there are takers But that which starts a marriage will sustain a marriage. And we have to develop a serving, giving, loving spirit, laying down our life to serve. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, if we have it, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, love suffers long. That's agape. That's the love of God. That's beyond the human love, friendship, love, philia love this is the divine love of god it's only love that is resident in a christian it's not in a non-believer this is a divine love shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit this agape suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself is not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This agape never fails. It doesn't break down, this love of God. If our love breaks down, it wasn't agape. We were in another realm that's lesser than the agape of God. So let's develop a servant spirit. That which begins a marriage and launches a marriage will sustain a marriage. Jacob served for a wife. And then the Bible says, for a wife he kept sheep. For a wife he kept sheep. First the natural, then the spiritual. I'm moving this up a level right now. First the natural, then the spiritual. If you want a relationship with the bride of Christ, if you want to love the church, if you want to marry the church, you have to keep sheep. Get involved with the people of God, pray for them, serve them, love them, care for them, fellowship with them. Get involved with the people of God, with their needs and their situations. Be involved in the house of God. If we want to marry the church, we have to get involved with the sheep. And you know, the Lord calls us to marry the sheep, calls us to marry the church. It's more than a call to befriend the church or date the church. We are called by the Spirit of God to marry the church, to give our lives for the church of Jesus Christ and be part of it. John 21, 15 to 17 So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Take care of the children. Take care of the new converts. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep, shepherd them, love them, care for them. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Jacob tended sheep, Jacob was a shepherd the Bible says, and Rachel was a shepherdess. They were involved with the sheep. The scripture says Rachel was taking care of her father's sheep, bringing them to the well, taking them out to pasture. And so the call is on our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. No one will take our life from us. This is not something that can be forced upon us we must lay our life down like jesus did for the sheep for the people of god to carry burdens to be involved prayer warriors and worship warriors people that care about evangelism and world missions and the call of god It's not something that will ever be forced into us or that we take it. We must lay down our life like Jesus did. But if we will lay down our life for Jesus Christ and the thing that is dearest to his heart, souls and the gospel and the church, we will rise in the power of resurrection life. If we truly lay down our lives for the people of God, We will find a life far greater than we could have ever known. The life we live will be far greater than the life we laid down. This is the reward of those that serve the Lord. Taking care of sheep, like Jacob. Being involved with the church. Marrying the church. Again, it's not enough to befriend the church or date the church. The call in the heart of God is that we marry the church. That beautiful bride of Christ... Ephesians 5:31 to 32. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. First the natural, then the spiritual. As the Lord calls us into relationship and marriage in the natural, so the call of God is there for the spiritual. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Jacob and Rachel and the love of God. Jacob served for a wife, and for the bride of Christ he tended sheep. Number three, by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Hosea 12:13 By a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet he was preserved. By a prophet the Lord delivers people, saves people, rescues people, sets them free, and by a prophet the people are preserved and maintained and guarded and protected. It's for all of us to develop a prophetic spirit. What is a prophetic spirit? Well, from this passage, it shows us a prophetic spirit is that we develop a spirit where we begin to care for and preserve and protect and guard and speak and counsel and protect and guard the church of Jesus Christ, that we watch over it like fathers and mothers. Oh, how they watch over their children. That prophetic spirit is there, watching for them, caring for them, against any harm, against danger, against mistakes and bad decisions. Fathers and mothers are there, caring for their children. They have a prophetic spirit. And the Lord says, that's what I want to see in my people for their church the church they belong to, the particular community of saints that they belong to, that there would be this prophetic spirit that take hold of them. I'm going to care for, I'm going to protect the people, I'm going to do everything I can to preserve the people of God and the house of the Lord. You know, it depends on us a lot, doesn't it? Without us, the church of Jesus Christ falls. The local church Without us, the work of God falls. That's how strategic, that that is how critical our placement is in the kingdom of God. The church rises and falls on the spirit of the saints. There's a couple in the Bible, Amram and Jochebed, the parents of Miriam, Aaron, and Moses. What kind of a Godly spirit was in those parents that they could raise up a Miriam, an Aaron, and a Moses to serve the kingdom of God. What kind of atmosphere was in that home? Well, we know from the start with Moses, his mother was on her knees defying the satanic edict to destroy the children, calling out on God, weaving a basket of protection, tears in the pitched to seal within and without to protect the child from the forces of the world. That prophetic spirit was there. Amram and Jacobed, a prophetic spirit. What kind of Holy Spirit was in them? But secondly, what kind of Holy Spirit was in those children? That they would grow up with such a passion and such a heart to serve the kingdom of God and to give their lives for the people of the Lord, for the deliverance, for the rescue of the people of God, to break the powers of Egypt, to break the powers of darkness. Amram, by definition, his name means the people is exalted. The people is exalted, God's people. And Jochebed means Jehovah. Is glorious Jesus is glorious the people of God are exalted I hold them high and Jesus is glorious Jehovah is glorious in the power of that understanding That's the power we need, that we walk about in our home and the atmosphere we live in is the people of God are exalted. They are the greatest people on earth. The church is the greatest thing that Jesus has ever done, and I'm a part of it, and this is my people. These are my brothers and sisters, a high view of the people of God and a high view of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is glorious. That atmosphere will come into a home and bring life and bring strength. That atmosphere in a church... Will bring life and strength to that believing community hallelujah by a prophet israel is brought out of egypt and by a prophet israel was preserved and so we take up that spirit in our homes we take up that spirit as parents a prophetic spirit to preserve and guard and watch against the enemy and for our church we take up the same micah chapter six three to five Moses, Aaron, and Miriam are right there in the middle of these verses. God said, oh, my people, what have I done to you? And how have I wearied you? Wow, the people were weary of serving the Lord. God says, what have I done to you? And how have I wearied you? You testify against me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from the house of bondage. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, counseled and what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him from Acacia Grove to Gilgal, that you may know the righteousness of the Lord. God is for his people. God wants to lead us out. God wants to protect us and preserve us. And he sent miriam aaron and moses before them to deliver them what a mighty deliverance this is the heart of god god will preserve a people by a prophetic spirit and so tonight once again as we walk about our days let's ask god lord develop that prophetic spirit in me i want to be a preserver i want to be a guardian of the church i want to protect the house of god i want to take care of it because it is the deepest desire of your heart that your people and your church prosper you will build your church and the gates of hades will not prevail against it we have the opportunity to be part of the greatest enterprise and venture in the world the gathering out of people for the name of jesus christ and for the gospel well let's have the worship team come first samuel 7:13 this great verse so the Philistines were subdued then they did not come anymore into the territory of Israel and the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel what a word put your name in there and the hand of the Lord was against the enemies all the days of your life and the hand of the Lord was against the enemies all the days of Christ City Church Because there was a spirit in that man Samuel, a prophecy in him, a call of God. He could withstand the armies of the enemy. Because of the deposit of God in his own spirit, think about it. He was the protection of the nation. In a time when the nation was fallen and dis- in disrepair and wandering from God in many ways, Samuel was raised up and he had such a spirit. Listen, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Don't look around and see what other people are doing or not doing. You take hold of that promise and you said, Lord, you said the prayer of one person avails much. I can bring deliverance. I can stand against the forces of the enemy with you and me alone. I don't need people around me. There's a promise for me. Now, thank God when there are many. God is not restrained to save by many or by few. I love when there's many. and the multitude of people is the king's honor. But if there's only few, God and a person can carve out an inheritance and defeat the enemy and walk in the victory of the kingdom. Hosea 12:13, by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet he was preserved. You know, Jacob was a prophet too. In his time and place. He carried a prophetic spirit and he said, I am going to protect and I am going to preserve and I'm going to guard the purposes of God and the blessing of Abraham and I'm going to lead out in my generation so that the kingdom of God will prosper and will grow and will increase in the earth in the days to come. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, Jacob fled into Syria. Maybe you need to flee the flesh life tonight. Wow, sometimes it can really come on strong. Something can get in your spirit, some agitation, some desire, and sometimes you just have to flee. Say, I'm going to leave that behind. I'm not going to let that torment my mind anymore or my feelings or my attitude. I'm leaving it behind. Sometimes we have to flee. Maybe you're here tonight, and you know, I've got to flee that thing. It's going to bring destruction. It's going to hurt me. It's going to bring ruin. It's going to break relationships. I've got to let it go. Words come into our minds, so many voices and disturbance. Just leave it behind. Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, just leave it behind, flee, run for your life. That flesh will bring you down if you let it take hold of you. Tonight you're here. Take up a servant spirit, take up a pr- prophetic spirit. Let's bless the Church of God all the days of our life. Let's serve the Lord, be a protecting, persevering, agape Holy Spirit. Let's stand together. The Lord has spoken to you. If there's something on your heart, the Holy Spirit has taken a word tonight and knifed it into your heart. Said, say I needed that, perhaps the altars are open if you would like to come, of course. If people will pray for you. There's an area of struggle, an area of agitation, area where you have need physically or emotionally, spiritually. Please step out from where you are. We're here to help you. We're here to help preserve you and protect you and keep you in the love and the hands of the living God. So again, as we close out in worship, if you'd like prayer, please slip out from where you are. Let's close out the service tonight and surrender to the Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, Lord God. Come on, let's pull on God tonight. Let's pull on God. Let's pull in our spirit. Call for the presence of the Lord. People at the front here, lives are on the line for the kingdom of God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we glorify you, Lord God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, let's stretch out our hands to the people that are at the altar this night. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we strengthen our brothers and sisters in the spirit right now, knowing the same afflictions work in us, Lord God, at times. Father God, we believe in breakthrough, Lord. We pray for breakthrough, Lord, in the lives of those at the altar tonight, Lord. Father God, change tonight, Lord, decision tonight. Father God, something so deep of the Holy Spirit go into them that it'll break the warfare, break the power of the flesh life, break the circumstance, oh Lord. They can walk on in freedom tonight, Lord. Father, sometimes we war. We war for days or even weeks. Sometimes we war for months. But the moment breakthrough comes where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we walk on in your liberty. Lord, we commit ourselves right now to walking in the yoke of Christ. We take your yoke upon us, Lord. It's fitted for us. Lord, help us not to push ahead and not to lag behind, Father God, but to walk evenly in the yoke with you, be submitted to you. Lord, you're meek and lowly of heart that we would have a humble and a gentle and a contrite spirit. We spurn the flesh life, Lord. We spurn our own way, Father God. We cast aside our own agendas and ideas and arguments, Lord, to simply walk on in the simplicity of Christ so we thank you for this week ahead lord as we every day continue on our journey of faith and our walk with you thank you lord for the blessing of the lord that'll be upon us lord thank you father that we walk out lord and gain more and more inheritance in your kingdom increases and so we give glory to you our lord and savior jesus we praise you tonight amen amen god bless you Have a wonderful week with the Lord.